fellow good people. And welcome to Perk Up Your Morning Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And we're two engineers, husband. And wife. On a quest to spread positivity near and far. While every piece of news or story is important, we want to help break this cycle of only hearing about the drama, negativity, and unfavorable things, and help you to feel more positive about the happenings of the world. Grab your coffee or other beverage of your choice and perk up your morning with us to hear good, do good, and spread good. Hello, good people. How's it going? It's been two weeks since you've heard from us last. Heck yeah, consistency. Heck yeah, we're back on our right schedule. Also, sorry if you hear um, dog chomping. <laughs> he deserves a treat while we're recording. Yeah, it, it does help. Sorry if it is a little bit distracting. So, in the time that we've been gone, we got some good news. Would you like to go first? I can go first. Do you want to alternate? Sure. Okay. So, the very late breaking news. Um, so, I think we talked about this last year, I'm pretty sure, but I'm a Penn State alumni, and we have an organization called THON, which is the Penn State Dance Marathon, which raises money year-round for um, pediatric cancer and helping to combat that. And something really incredible happened this year where they actually broke the record for how much money they were able to raise in a single year. Truly incredible. They raised $15,000,000, million, million, $6,132.46. I mean, I just can't even comprehend that kind of number. The most that they've ever raised before is, I believe, about $13.7 million in a single year. So this just, like, completely blows it out of the water. So super, super proud of that community. They did well enough to blow the roof off the building, (laughs) repair it, and still break the record. (laughs) I guess so. The charity of people always astounds me. It's just crazy what... A group of students can do. I mean, albeit it is thousands upon thousands of students, but still to be able to raise that amount of money is just truly incredible. Yes, it is. All right, so what's your first good thing? So for my first good thing, I set a target goal of myself this year to read 12 books in a year. Mm -hmm. I recognize that reading is important. I didn't like doing it as a kid, so I'm really trying to correct that problem, figure in. One a month, no pressure, I can manage that. Yeah, it's a good way to start it. So I finished two more books this past week, which puts me up to four books for the year. You are already crushing that goal and way ahead of schedule. Well, I'm ahead of schedule, but it kind of just readjusts the schedule, and now it should realistically be 14 books in the year. I mean, Hmm. if you get there, that'd be great. But like, I feel like you should keep your goal the same. And then when you exceed it, then you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm doing so great. I mean, I'm already doing so great. I need to keep the motivation going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. So what's the next good thing that you have? Mine's kind of along the same lines where um, over the past six weeks or so, I've been really trying to track habits. Kind of like you, where you're... You're trying to establish these things in your life that you actually want to be there. Um, Hello. (laughs) Sorry, interruption from doggy. Um, So, like, for me, it's 
like consistently taking my vitamins and logging my hours at work, um, you know, reading, doing push-ups, things like that. It's, it's things that I want to make sure that I incorporate into my daily life. And this planner that we both have has a habit tracker and I feel like it's really useful and I actually feel myself wanting to do it now every single day and actually keep track of these things. Um, and I feel like I, I am being very consistent with doing these things every single day and it's now part of my routine. So I definitely appreciate the positivity that that brings. She's absolutely crushing using her planner. Heck yeah. <laughs> she found what works best for her and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's leaving it out open to the page that you're on and in an obvious place. That way there's that constant reminder of, oh, hey, I should check this and make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely. I'm more of a list person, so like if I see something in front of me and I know exactly what I have to do, then I will strive to do it. So yeah, having it out and obvious in front of me definitely does help a lot. I'm also a list person, but I need like a giant list. <laughs> it needs to be printed out in like 128 point oh font. <laughs> I don't deal with small lists, I deal with big lists. That's a bit obnoxious. Yeah, but it's what gets it done. I have a whiteboard at work, and I write giant lists for myself. That's fair. Hey, whatever works, you know? Speaking of stuff that works, so as part of my wife's list, she has a daily workout routine that she does, and a portion of that is to do push-ups, to which when she was telling me about adding that as one of her habits that she tracks, I was like, heck yeah, get me on board for that. I also need to be better about fitness. So we've been challenging each other to make sure that we get our push-ups in for the day. And I've been pretty good for the past two weeks. I think there was only one day that I had missed it where I just wasn't feeling well. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're up to 13 push-ups daily. Lucky 13 for you. Mm-hmm. We skipped right past lucky 11 for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no consideration. No. I don't even know what the end goal is here. It's just more so to make sure that you know, we, we incorporate these little physical fitness things. And I knew that I wanted to work on my upper body strength. So here we are. All right. So what are you drinking today? So I have spicy hot chocolate today. <laughs> All right. What is the spice? The, the spice is an Italian or not Italian. Wow. An Irish liqueur. Because they both begin with I, so they're practically the same. I'm sorry, everyone that lives in those two countries. I just want to face. You just offended so many people. Including myself. True. Uh, and we are selectively um, trying to get through some sparkling water here. There's the good kind, which is strawberry mango. Shall it's a target again, because this flavor is really good. The other one is pomegranate dragon fruit, which I would not recommend. Stick with the strawberry mango and you'll be fine. I mean, the pomegranate dragon fruit is just fine as long as, you know, you like the taste of flowers in your mouth. Mm-mm. Hey, some people might be into that. Some people, but not me. <laughs> I want to make an honest recommendation here. Yeah. Not our taste, but certainly somebody's tastes. That's right. <laughs> Alright, you ready to get started? Yeah, let's jump into it. Do you want to go first? I can. Alright, let's move the microphone a little bit. Okay, so 
as usual, I have the more lengthy stories, I believe, and uh, they involve a little bit more research. So the thing that I wanted to kind of revisit here is the homelessness problem that we've talked about a couple times on this podcast. I found this really cool organization where the fight against homelessness continues in California, and particularly this is within the San Francisco area where we've seen a lot of homelessness appear before. And this organization is called Miracle Messages, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that has received more than $2 million in funding to launch a campaign that they're calling Miracle Money, colon, California, which aims to be a basic income and social support pilot for people experiencing homelessness in the San Francisco area of the state, which does experience a great deal of homelessness. And I did look this up. So according to the city and the county of San Francisco's website, over 7,700 people were experiencing homelessness there, either with or without shelter, in the year of 2022. So Miracle Money California has received a $1.5 million grant from Google, which has primarily funded the effort, and is being evaluated by researchers at the University of Southern California for a randomized controlled, controlled trial of the pilot launch. So what does that mean? The pilot program will distribute $750 per month to its 100 participants for 12 months. And that's where the randomized control trial comes in, right? You want to pick a random selection of people within that homelessness population. And they're within the Los Angeles County, San Francisco, and Oakland populations, which is very exciting and should be very helpful for those individuals. As an initial benefit to those participants, there will also be one-on-one mentoring with a caring, trained volunteer phone buddy for phone calls and texts as needed. And Miracle Money has already received lots of volunteer applicants for said mentors, which is really cool. So Miracle Money California will then track multiple outcomes of this program, which includes housing stability, food security, mental and emotional health, and relational poverty which are all very important to consider for the homelessness population. And Kevin Adler, the founder and CEO of Miracle Messages, had this to say about the program. Quote, When we invest in our neighbors experiencing homelessness, offering even modest financial resources and supportive relationships, problems get solved and people get housed. As we say at Miracle Messages, relational poverty is poverty. And so with support from Google.org, USC, AidKit, and many local service providers and philanthropists, Miracle Money California hopes to demonstrate that a little bit of love and financial support can transform lives, restore dignity, and get people off the streets. End quote. Miracle Money was originally started in 2020 and was one of the first organizations to provide a basic income pilot with social support. Really cool stuff that this organization is doing. So, if you'd like to learn more about Miracle Messages and their and other initiatives, you can check out their website linked in the description of today's podcast. So, what do you think? So, I really like this program. Uh, in case you haven't figured it out by now, like, poverty and the effects of homelessness, it's something that weighs on both me and Natalie's minds a lot. And, As you can tell, because we keep talking about this. Right, and there's so many different approaches to it, and it's kind of hard to figure out which approach is the best and what makes the most sense. Something that I really like about this Miracle Money program is the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about with my story last week, the social impact for mental health is huge. It is. 
and it's one of our basic needs because we're social animals. So when you get homeless people and people are walking by and shunning them on the streets, barely even giving them the time of day, that just destroys a person. So giving that one-on-one -on -one mentorship and re-establishing social relationships seems like a huge benefit. Absolutely. And I definitely think the one-on-one -on -one mentoring will be great advocacy for them, right? So they have at least one person in their corner with that encouragement and just making sure that they have everything that they need to succeed. Like you said, not only for the social and emotional support, but then also making sure that you know, they're making smart decisions with that money and actually using it to get back on their feet. Right, and then they're also able to reach out via text message or phone calls to people whenever they need it because sometimes when you're in the middle of a meeting with somebody and you're talking to them, you don't think of all the problems, but then when you get back into the regular grind of your life, you're like, oh crud, this is a really big problem and I wish I'd brought it up. Well, they now have that ability to reach out and do it. Right, exactly, yeah. And I hope this does take wind, right, where, you know, California is a really big area to focus on where there are a lot of people experiencing homelessness. But if, if we could try to scale this kind of effort, whether it be with funds from Google or other organizations that are willing to give to it and then try to pilot this program in other areas of the country, too, I think that could be very beneficial. No, I couldn't agree more, and, like, the homelessness population in California could be very different from, say, New York. Right. Because in California, you have fairly moderate temperature year-round, with the exception of really hot summers, and then up in, like, New York, you get really, really cold winters, so it's different people in those areas, the social aspects are very different, so the, the program really needs to be tuned. You can't have a one-approach-for-everybody kind of solution. Exactly, right. Alright, you want to go into your first story? Sure. So, my first story involves ice cream. Okay. Everybody's favorite delicious cold treat. In D.C., there's an ice cream shop called Everyday Sunday. Okay. The ice cream shop is run by Charles Foreman, who is a former professional chef with 20 years of experience... Uh, during the pandemic in July of 2021, he had left his job to open up the ice cream shop. And what's really cool about all of, about the ice cream shop is his policy is that everyone should leave with a smile. And one of the things that he's identified over the years, looking at young children walking in and adolescents is children that walk in with their friends and they can't afford to pay for ice cream. But since his policy is everyone leaves with a smile, he would very often just give out free ice cream to the children at no cost, which would brighten their days up, light their faces up. And a local uh, group that was meeting there for their weekly meetings noticed that he was giving out this ice cream for free. And... After a couple of meetings and noticing it happen a couple of times, they decided to chip in. So they raised some money and gave it to him to kind of pay it forwards, which was totally unprompted for him, and he loved it, and went on social media and posted about it, being incredibly grateful for it, which then kind of blew up a little bit more and made other people that would go into the store realize that he's been doing this out of his own pocket and... Since it's a small business, it's like a kind of crazy idea to hand out your product for free and expect nothing back. 
Um, and then a cool story with it that had happened is one day an officer came in, bought an ice cream for his, himself, but then he said the next two children that come in wanting for an ice cream, I want to pay, pay it forwards, two scoops for the next two kids. So those next two kids came in with their mom, and the guy explained that it wasn't going to cost anything. So the kids pleading with their mom were like, well, we want to pay it forwards too. And that chain ended up going throughout the entire day until the close of business, which is just amazing that it took one person just wanting to pay it forwards to basically everybody was paying for somebody else's ice cream that day. So yeah, that is the story. What do you think? I think it's really cool, especially the whole... I guess it's a movement at this point. <laughs> I, whatever it is, the the pay it forward trend or the pay it forward habit that we have lately, like I've definitely seen it a lot with um, like fast food drive-throughs where you have you know someone going through the Starbucks line or the McDonald's line or whatever, and someone has already paid for their meal or their coffee or whatever as they're driving through. And they're just so pleasantly surprised. And then they do the same thing as what these people are doing, where they offer to pay it forward to the next person because they were shown that act of kindness already. So I think it's really cool. And we were talking about it, I think, on the last episode where kindness begets kindness, right? So if, if you show kindness to others, others will then show kindness to others and so on and so forth. So it's just that whole chain of doing good for other people, which is really nice. Though I have to ask, was he only paying for kids' ice cream who couldn't afford it? Or, like, if some random adult came in, like a, a homeless person, for example, if they came in and they wanted to get some ice cream, would he give it out to them as well? Or was it just solely for kids? So, in the story, it only explicitly stated kids, but based off of his statements, I imagine that he would have handed it out to adults That's as well. That's what I thought, yeah. Because... Another portion of it, with the whole pay it forwards thing, is the area in D.C. that he lives. He's been living there for 20 years, and when he decided to open this business, he opened it up in a kind of rough part of D.C., and his whole thing is to make neighbors that are both new and old feel welcome to the neighborhood and kind of spread that, like, hey, be good neighbors, mm -hmm. we're all in this together, so I don't see why he wouldn't have done it for more than just kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so if you're in the D.C. area, make sure to check out his shop. And donate if you can to help out. That's right. Alright, you want me to transition to my second and last story? I would love it if you transitioned to your second story. <laughs> okay. So, as per my trend of things that I talk about, which I guess is just <laughs> homelessness and medical topics nowadays... Hopefully everybody's okay with that. Um, but there's there's a lot of good things that are happening in these two fields, so I definitely found a lot of good content here. But something that I found that was both gut-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time was actually the unfortunate part of the human race and our susceptibility to genetic disorders that completely alter our way of being. While most of these are rare, their consequences can be severe if not fatal. The ability to adapt and overcome to them is a feat of pure strength, which two sisters from the United States have remarkably shown against the same anomaly, which is just crazy. So not only one girl, but both of them were actually diagnosed with the same rare disorder. 
So both girls were diagnosed with a CASK, C-A-S-K, disorder, which according to CASHgene.org and the NIH, the National Institute for Health, is a part of a group of disorders that affect brain development, and they are often found in females rather than males, which is very interesting. Although there is limited information about why they develop at all, and it's an extremely rare type of disorder, only affecting 300, only 300 infants worldwide per year. So super, super small population overall. Anna and Bella Burkhart are even rarer still that this disorder has affected them both of them since birth. Anna was diagnosed first as the older sister, and doctors predicted that she would never walk, talk, or even have a fulfilling life, which is a super grave diagnosis. Thankfully, though, Anna has since proven the doctors wrong since she now lives what everyone would call a normal adolescent life, spending time with her friends on TikTok, and successfully made her middle school cheerleading squad. So for someone who was never supposed to walk in the first place, that in and of itself is super impressive. She didn't, she didn't actually begin to walk, though, until she was nearly three years old, but shortly after that, Anna started receiving intensive therapy after her diagnosis, soon after her parents went to doctors seeking help and ended up getting occupational and physical therapy from the Neuromotor Research Clinic at the Freeland Biomedical Research Institute at Virginia Tech University. So I'm going to be referring to the Fralin Institute as FBRI, just FYI. Because a cask disorder is so rare, the team at FBRI wasn't completely sure how to help Anna at first, but they adapted their therapy plans to meet her individual development needs. When Anna's little sister Bella started exhibiting signs of the disorder at 14 months, their parents also took her to FBRI to receive therapy, and she showed signs of improvement right away. This couple is hopeful that because Anna showed such progress after her therapy at FBRI, that Bella will continue to have a similar experience. The program at FBRI is called I Acquire and has been tailored to help address the needs of neurological cases such as Anna's and Bella's, where Virginia Tech has been very open to wanting to adapt their therapy program to the needs of each child that is sent their way. I wish that both Anna and Bella and any others that have a caste disorder go on to live a happy, healthy, and progressive life. Great work by the team at Virginia Tech to so positively help these young folks. What do you think? I mean, I think that's just amazing. I, I can only imagine not even 60 years ago getting a diagnosis like this, the doctors would probably be spot on and those young girls wouldn't have been able to walk, talk, or move at all. And just with the advancements in technology and our understanding of neuroscience to go from what's basically, you know, a death sentence from birth to, you go girl, you're on the cheerleading squad, that's awesome. No, I agree, and it, it really does come back to the research and us studying the brain and how we actually function as human beings, because... We've learned so much, just even over the past hundred years, in how we actually are wired. And it really comes down to that, right? Because if we're able to, like what the team at Virginia Tech did, if we're able to adapt therapy programs to individual needs like that, I'm sure the success rate is just super high. And of course, it's not always a guaranteed success, but you know, think of this kind of outcome and how many other patients that this team and potentially others that are doing a similar thing can actually help. 
No, you're 100% right, and a huge portion of that is the success rate will go up, and a big portion of that success rate going up also means that young children or anybody that, you know, is going through a medical disorder, they have hope. And if you lose hope while you're going through medical treatment, it takes the success rate and it plummets it, but if you have that hope, you can make miracles happen. Absolutely. Seriously, kudos to this team and for even Anna and Bella's parents for continuing to take them to therapy and believing that they can actually progress. Yeah, I'm sure their support's been just a crazy amount. (laughs) Agreed. Alright, let's do your last story. Okay, so this one's a little bit lighthearted of a story. It involves one of my favorite pizza places. Domino's? Domino's. Oh my gosh. Uh, So, let me paint the scene for you. Imagine a cold February morning, like February 2nd, in South Carolina. Okay. Okay. So now imagine that you're an 82-year-old woman working to deliver pizzas for Domino's. Good for her. Yeah, good for her, working at that old age. Never stop the grind. And imagine while you're going on one of your deliveries, you get right up to the front, right up towards the door, past the sidewalk, and you trip on the, on the step up to the landing, mm-hmm. spilling the pizza. And then the family comes, rushes out, helps her up, doesn't make a big deal out of it. You might expect that's where the story stops. Well, not for this family in South Carolina. So they called up to the Domino's store figured out who the person that delivered their pizza was. She looked like a more elderly woman, so the parents thought it reminded them of their elderly parents, and they were like, it's crazy that she's still working at this age, they want to fix that and give her an opportunity to retire. So they contact Domino's, figure out who the lady is, they start a local fundraiser for her, and then not even two weeks later... They present the lady with the sum total of their fundraisers, which was $262,000. That is amazing. And then just a little bit of a backstory of this woman. So, she's beloved by the Domino's staff at the Domino's that she used to work at. She retired after getting that much-needed retirement check. And in 2022... She was named for that store the Domino's Team Member of the Year. So just a sweetheart woman all around. The employees that worked with her loved her. And this family went out of the way to give her an opportunity to retire that she probably would have never had. Yeah, good for them. That's really amazing, just stepping up when nobody even asked them to. And they recognized that, hey, everybody deserves a retirement and you shouldn't have to work until... I mean, I mean, you can work until you're that age if you'd like, but you shouldn't have to. So, good on them for giving her that opportunity that she really needed. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And like you said, she could still work if she wanted to. They didn't. The check wasn't conditional on her retiring. She could go back and work for Domino's again if she wants to. The whole point of it was she doesn't have to work. Right, right. She can retire and she can take it easy. And it's just crazy how sometimes you trip and you fall and you get a little hurt and it ends up being the most important thing that's happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, 
literally. Thank goodness she didn't actually get hurt, but yeah, sometimes it's kind of funny in life where there has to be something bad that happens for us to really take a step back and realize the importance of something. Which is true for a lot of different series. <laughs> but seriously, I'm happy that she gets to retire. So am I. Alright, well I think that's it. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's the end of our podcast. Alright, well thanks so much for listening this week and we hope you have a great day. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Those were our feel-good stories for the day, and we hope that we've been able to perk up your morning or day for the better. If you'd like to hear more about any of those stories, check out our links in the description box. We'll see you next time, and we hope that you hear good, do good, and spread good. Bye! Bye.